Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and I've got a really fantastic interview for you today. I am really excited to be talking with Robert Glazer. He's the founder and CEO of Acceleration Partners. Uh, they are a global partner marketing agency. They were, uh, they've been the recipient of, of numerous industry awards and uh, awards around company culture, including Glassdoor's Employee Choice Awards two years in a row, and, and that's a big deal. Uh, he's the author of the inspirational newsletter, uh, Friday Forward, which has several hundred thousand subscribers to it. Uh, he's uh, author of the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, bestseller Elevate, and he uh, is a speaker and has a podcast called the Elevate Podcast. And uh, I'm just excited that he's chosen to come in and invest a little bit of time with all of us today. So Robert Glazer, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Thanks for having me, Steve. So you've done an awful lot of things. Um, you've built a very successful company. I'd love to just get a glimpse of, beyond the bio, what got you to this stage of your career? Uh, good. That's a good question. Probably a lot of luck and, and, and good timing. And, and I, I think sort of focusing on some core principles. So through, through sort of an accident, I got involved in our industry of affiliate and partner marketing uh, I, I really liked it because it was about people doing well together. And we started to, to, to really build that business and realized there are a lot of people in, in the industry, but, but not a lot looking to, to do it at, at sort of the high end um, level. And that, that became sort of a real opportunity for us. But, but we always said like, there was always like what we did and then how we did it. And I've, I've been more interested in sort of how, how we did it and, and, and trying to build a company that had a, a unique and differentiated culture and that focused on, on investing in, in people and having that be the foundation of, of growth rather than like, I, I always like to say that there, there are growth companies that just the mandate is to grow uh, at any cost and, and they swap out a lot of people and burn through a lot of people. I think, I think we've been a growth company that that said, "Hey, let's let's invest in people who want to grow and 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 have that be the then help they help us uh, grow grow the business." And so we've grown, we've been able to grow with those people, which I, I think is it's a little different from the the I mean, we've had a nice growth cliff, but different from the the sort of venture backed kind of growth curve. Yeah, and I know you um, you put a lot of emphasis on building a culture that'll support that growth. When you think about culture, I mean, it's talked about a lot these days. I mean, there are a lot of people talking about culture, but when you think about it, what what's unique about the way that you guys approach culture? Yes, I think there's some things that we think that are universal about companies with good culture that I would agree with, that people are are paid well and treated well and, um, you know, there's benefits. And I, I think way too much culture has gotten confused with like ping pong and foosball table and baristas. And, and that's actually not culture. And oftentimes that stuff is designed to mask a, a, a poor culture. But beyond that, to me, like it, it's a little like colleges. Like I think a culture represents a really differentiated point of view that should appeal to like-minded people. So, you know, when you think about it, there's a lot of people who like their university or college, but there's you know, small ones in the woods and big ones in cities. And, and, and the person at the small one in the wood put, probably would not like the big one in the city. So I, I actually think a great culture is, is just having a differentiated point of view and being consistent between what it is that you, that you think, that you say, and that, and that you do. 
And um, you know, culture is really the operating system. We believe these things. This is what we talk about, and this is what we do, and that that's aligned. It, do, it does not mean that it's for everyone. In fact, you know, we have people that come into our company, and they, you know, we're good on feedback, and they say, "Hey, well, I want to change this, or we should open offices, or we should do this." And we say, you know, thank you very much, but we hear that, but that's not what ninety-nine percent of the people want. That's not our business model, and that's not really what what we stand for. So if that's if that's something that you really want, then this, this may not be the, the right place for you. So I actually think that that's the thing of culture too, is to really identify like, again, who, who is it a fit for? Who is it not? And, and not try to be everything to, to anyone. The, the cultures, every company has a culture. It has one by design or by default. The, the ones that really frustrate people, uh, having talked to a lot of employees that come in, are the ones that say one thing and do another. If you don't talk about it at all, I, I can interview your employees and find out what your culture is. You might not have had words on the wall or whatever, but I can tell you what it is based on the behaviors and stuff that you reward. But what frustrates people is when, you know, what, what on, on the wall is just not at all how people behave on a day-to-day basis. I, I love that, that thought that every company has a culture, whether you know it or not. What are some of the ways that, you know, as, as you maybe are talking to other business leaders, that you can kind of guide them in um, in being a bit more intentional about building a culture. So, so the first thing is they have to be self-aware. They have to understand their core values. They have to understand their personal culture because that's going to resonate with a business. Like one of the things I like to say, like if you're a competitive a-hole and, and, and that's how you want to run your business, you want, you know, the top 90%, you are, you know, an athlete, you want the top 90%, uh, uh, bonuses to go to 10% of the people, all that stuff. Like, that's fine. You'll, you'll find plenty of people like that. But don't go out there and say, we have a company of teamwork, whatever. You should say, we're about winning. You know, this is what we believe in. And you will get people that want to play that game. So it starts with the owner being uh, self-aware, uh, clear on their values, and, and then being willing to say, this is the company I'm creating. This is what we stand for. These are our real core values. People get hired, they get fired. We made the decisions based on these core values. This is the type of business we want to run. And if you want to, if you're excited by that vision and mission and you want to come join us and what we're trying to do, great. If, if, if that's not interesting to you at all, then you actually want to root that out in the interview process because that person's not going to do well there. But I, I think there's so many people out there that don't know what they want and they're confused and they're presenting conflicts into the world and they're saying stuff and they're putting this stuff on the wall that they just don't even believe in. And, and I, I, people like a differentiated mission. They like people. I much prefer the term authenticity to integrity because I think people have different definitions of integrity, but we understand authenticity. It's just, I, I, I am what I say. I do what I say. Like there's, a, there's alignment. Um, I always say like, I hope that if people come to our company and it's not a fit, they say, look, I just, I, I signed up for the wrong college. I thought I wanted a city school and I actually want a country school or, or, you know, I'm a, I'm a running back. I signed up for a passing offense, but like that we were, we were consistent with what we said, what we did. They just realized it was not the right fit for them. Not that, not that they came in and felt that they were sold a bag of goods. Yeah. And I would imagine getting to that point that requires a lot of, uh, a lot of conscious thought on the part of the leadership uh, of the company, you know, um, there's some intentionality that that needs to happen there. Um, as, as you guys were building that out in Acceleration Partners, what were some of the the conversations you you went through to sort of codify the the culture? I think we were clear about what we wanted, and as we grew, it got a little murky at at, at 
four or five million in revenue. Um, that was actually when we cut our core values from six to three. So, so to me, I have a unique vision, a vision, a unique definition of core values, like or my opinion on them. Um, I, it's not unique, but but the perspective is shared by some and not others. I don't think they're marketing slogans. I think they're the DNA of what makes someone at your company successful. And and when you have six and people don't know what they are and they're five out of six, once we got down to three, which everyone at our company knows, which is own it, embrace relationships and excel and improve. And people hear it all the time in their awards and call outs. And it's very aligned, you know, to that. Uh, it, you, you couldn't, you, two out of three is a, is a failing grade. So someone who's going to be successful really needs to have all three of those qualities and, and, and demonstrate them regularly. And that was a key pivot point because when we got down to three and we really operationalize them around all sides of the business, it just becomes really clear when someone is, is not a fit or is not aligned to them. And, and, and often they, they will opt out before we even have the, the, the discussion. They will realize, you know what? They're serious about this own it thing. Like I'm, <laughs> it's not my thing or, or our definition of relation embrace relationships is really not, about individual achievement and, and working with other people on the team. And so, you know, someone who really is a rugged in, individualist and, you know, doesn't want to share what they know and all that stuff will be like, you know what, there's actually, this isn't, this isn't the right uh, environment for, for me. So I, a lot of people, and you know, we're, we also, before this, we were one of the largest remote companies um, in the U S probably in the top hundred and, and even probably globally. And, you know, a lot of people would say, how, how do you make this work? you know, in that environment. And, and I always say, we're very intentional with the type of people and qualities like we are the client service team, which is about the bulk of our, our positions. It's about a 2% um, application to, to higher rate. So it's not that everyone works in our environment. It's that we have spent a lot of time and energy figuring out who works and who doesn't. And, you know, it's it, that ratio that, that 2%, you know, two out of every hundred, are hired. And when I think about that, you know, that, that to me is one of the great benefits of creating this reputation of being, you know, having a great culture and, and being a great place to work. And you guys have the awards to, to kind of back that up, but it allows you to attract a volume of, of talent that uh, is probably difficult for other companies who, who aren't in that position to attract. Uh, it's almost as though the, the culture becomes sort of this flywheel where as you get it going and it gets momentum, it just keeps, you know, kind of continuing that momentum. Is that how it, how you guys experience it inside the company? Yeah. And, 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 and the volume is important, right? But I think more than volume, we're looking for to attract people who are attracted to the, you know, ideals and, and actually want, want to live under that. So as an example, we are a growth oriented culture. It's fast. Like that's what people like. So we, on occasion when people come in and they're, it's not a great place for a middle lane person or, 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 or someone who's in the middle lane of their career and just wants kind of like consistency. So, so you, you'll hear that in the feedback. So they'll come in and they'll say, well, I just, I need more time. I need fewer clients. I need it. it and it's just not it, everything that they don't like is the stuff that, that other people like. So you'll actually even see in a lot of our glass door comments, our employees who are writing favorable reviews going out of their way to, to 
scare away the wrong type of people to the company and say, <laughs> look, you, you, you see all these awards and all this stuff, but make, make no mistake, like we're a company that supports our people and the leadership team. Great. But like, we also want to be number one in our field. We are fast growing. It's high paced. We don't tolerate mistakes. Like those things are also true. It's not. And, and my favorite review was someone said this was the hardest and best job I've ever had. We're about growth and pushing people and accomplishing great things. A lot of people don't want to be pushed like that. And, and that's fine. We're just, we're not the right, we're not the right place for them. And we have to identify that and they have to identify that. I think so many people would be better off. I have this notion of like fly your flag. If companies could be really honest, like kind of like schools, like, hey, here's what we stand for. Like, here's who we are. Here's what we stand for. People would make the right decisions and, and more people would get in the place that is the right for them. Because there's probably a company that is the opposite of us. They are also nice. They are also supportive, but they are not high growth. They are about stability. You know, they are about loyalty. They are about, and we, we're about good work and outcomes and performance. And, you know, and, 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 you know, you're not rewarded for being there for 10 years. You're rewarded because you were there for 10 years and you're a superstar. I, I just, if every company could fly their flag a little more honestly, I, I think everyone would find the right place for them. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And um, I would imagine that, that because you've got such an intentional culture, uh, that, that it probably aids in, in the management of the company. I mean, what I've noticed in, in some of the businesses we work with where they've really got culture dialed in is that it, it sort of forces self-selection and, and the people in the company that are really plugged into the culture almost tend to, I mean, not in a negative way, but they, they sort of tend to call out the people who aren't and, and the people who don't fit, you know, they, they see it themselves and they feel, they feel it. We, yeah. we, we, two or three times in the last two years when someone was about to go have a discussion with someone and they gave their notice the day before, like it, 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 they feel it because again, we're, 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 we're pretty consistent about that stuff. It's like, it's just like knowing you're in the wrong, in the wrong system. Well, and, and I don't think that's a, you know, a negative thing at all. I mean, a lot of people may, may hear that and they think, well, oh, wow, that's, that's terrible. The, you know, the person didn't feel like they were welcome or something, but I, I don't think that's it. It's not that they're not welcome. Yeah. It's not that they're not welcome and it's not that they're group think, but I go back to my college example where I don't know that sometimes the person knows what they want. Right. And so yeah. they go to a small liberal arts school and they're like, oh, I really want a city. You know, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that school. There's nothing wrong with the person. It's just not the right place for them. Yeah, I, I always believe that, you know, there, there's a place for everyone. Yeah. And as business leaders, part of our role is to figure, help people figure out where that place is to the extent that we can. Um, and sometimes it's not here. You know, sometimes it's here and it's in a particular role. And, and part of our job is to help them get there because that, you know, serves the purpose of the business and the individual. But at the same time, there are people who ought to be someplace else and, it's better for them if they get there because they yeah. can get somewhere where they can I, thrive. I, and those people need self-awareness too. So we have a very open, I did a TEDx talk on this in mindful. We have a very open transition program. Like we don't, we don't, we try to avoid two weeks notice. Like if it's not working out um, with someone, we will start a discussion and let them engage in a long-term, often multi-month transition and help them find a new job. Like we want them to do well, whether it's here or, or otherwise. So we've tried to eliminate two weeks notice. We've tried to open up the call and say, look, you're free to have a discussion and you will not be walked to the door and say, 
I don't like Bob. I don't like this company. I want to work somewhere else. And we'll be like, great. Better that we know that. Like, let's let you can start interviewing. You know, we'll be a reference. And 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 we, I really believe that we have like about as safe of a as a thing as you could to to do this. And so what we say is part of that program is we'll come to you. You know, if we see this as something that we want to talk about that we think is a long term issue, and come to us. Like as soon as you know you don't want to work here, come to us. Start a dialogue and. and we can make the transition work better for everyone because, and look, we're going to see this now. I've been saying this for years, but leaving in two weeks notice, kind of saying you were happy and then kind of leaving in a lurch is, is not a great way to, to, to leave a job. You can undo a lot of the stuff we've done. And people really are going to need these relationships now. And a lot of people have job hopped and burned a lot of bridges because it was a 12-year record run and the market sort of valued that. And now when they have no one that they can call you know, for a reference or that everyone remembers that that person left with five days notice, it's, it, it's not going to be really great for them. But I was talking with someone about this the other day, and this goes to sort of personal self-awareness too. Even though we have this sort of safety, when we go to people and we say, look, the manager goes, this, is, this just doesn't seem to be the right job for you. It's been a struggle. And I just believe if something's a struggle, training is great and training can fix some things around the edges. But if something is a struggle, it is not likely to work out, Right. If you love it and you're good at it, you're going to get better at it. And we'll have managers go to people and say, look, all, all of our data says this isn't working. You came in in a class of people that have seven people. You've been struggling the whole time. This just doesn't seem like the right thing. Can we help you find a new job? Can we help you do something different? Or, or do you really want to go on a performance plan all this stuff? They will choose the latter a lot of the times. Even though we're telling them it's probably not going to work out, we think it's a mistake. I, I just bec- Because I don't think that they, again, they have the awareness or dubbed the awareness to say, look, this is, this is not the right job for me. It's not the right role for me. It's not the right something for me. Like, I just want to keep struggling in it rather than finding the thing that I'm, I'm good at or move to a different environment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I can see a lot of people who, who really haven't gotten to a point in life where they've become that self-aware, feel like they need to do that. So yeah, that, that makes complete sense. So I, I, I want to, kind of bring this down and, and make it really practical for folks who are listening. So, you know, if, if somebody's listening to this and maybe they haven't been all that intentional with culture, they've got a, you know, a smaller company. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day, I'm sure. I mean, you guys didn't, yeah. you didn't have today's culture, mm-hmm. you know, when the day you started. So what, what would be the first few things? Like if, if you were in the position of somebody who's got a small team and they're, you know, they're, they're growing and, and they want to do it the right way, what are some of the things they should do first? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have core values, I I would really spend some time and figure out clear core values for you personally and for the the business. And and I would start orienting your business around that and making decisions, uh, key business decisions and people decisions around those values. I, I, I think that is the number one thing that you do to, to set a culture. There, there's an exercise that a lot of people use for that called Mission to Mars. Um, you can Google it. I think it's all, it's all over the internet. But one thing about business core values is that they cannot be aspirational. They cannot be things that you want to be. They have to be things that better to do this when you have at least five or 10 employees, where if you were literally picking the best DNA characteristics among all your top people, you would say, this is what they all have in common. This is what I really value. It has to be something you are. It can't be something that 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 you want to be. And they also can't be pay to play. Like I really just I think things like integrity and innovation and these things they're not 
core values. Like it should be more than one word. As I, as I said before, like ours are own it, embrace relationships and excel and improve. So each of those, you know, is very explicit. And then together, they're a very specific type of viewpoint on, 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 on what we value. When I see these companies and they're like, respect, integrity, honesty, like, honestly, that's just a bunch of BS. That's not core values. That's just something that they're putting on a wall. Those are sort of pay for play variables, like like pay for those are table stakes. Would you not hire someone? Would you hire someone that was disrespectful? Would you hire someone who was dishonest? No, no one in theory would like people, you know, like that. So that that's not actually talking about what makes your company different. Like we value winning. Like that's a pretty <laughs> that's a specific differentiated point of view, right? And wouldn't be my core value, but I like I I give bravo to someone who is willing to actually, you know, say that and 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 the people who are team players go that's not the type of environment I want to be in. But I I I so many people the first thing they do is they they grab a thing, a Dilbert thing, they say we value, you know, honesty, integrity, respect, teamwork. Like that that will do nothing for your business. Yeah, I, I you know, the, some of those things are just so overdone. I mean, they they're to the point that they're meaningless, uh, I think, at this stage. And they don't give you yeah. – I, I mean, I, I look at all of these sorts of, uh, of things. You know, if you're, if you're going to take the time to lay out uh, some of these core values, they really should guide you in, in describing kind of who you are and, and describe who you are to both the current team. And, and they should recognize it, I would imagine, because it ought to be reflective of, of who they are. But – but also to the people coming in. I mean, it needs to be very, very clear and descriptive of this is how, you know, we are here. This is how to be. Is yeah, that- it, should be, it, should be, it should be accurate, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it should be like, this is what it's going to look like and feel like. So like our standard of own it is high. When you make a mistake, you're asked to write a report and share it with everyone about how we can all learn from that mistake. Like if that makes you uncomfortable, that sort of level of accountability, like don't, you won't like working here. <laughs> Uh, that that's why as I would say like people read off these awards on the intro and I always like to say like look we're a great place to work I truly believe that for a specific set of people and it's not groupthink it's really not we're all looking for our tribe people who we we don't want to spend a lot of time with people who we want different perspectives and opinions and whatever but we all don't want to spend a lot of time with people who don't share our values right that that is sort of antithetical to our human nature but we all have different values. Yeah, and I was just going to say it creates too much friction, you know? I mean, you don't want to show up to work or, or really anywhere else in your life where you're constantly kind of grading against the, the people around you and, and the way that they see the world. Um, you, you don't want groupthink. You do not want people who don't challenge each other and ideals mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And, and, and so I think inclusion is really important. But I, but I do think Sometimes on the inclusion stuff, people will take it a little too far saying, talking about culture and stuff and saying it's groupthink. I, I mean, as my example is like, if you and your friends want to start a Bible group because you want to talk about that thing, you do not want a, 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 an atheist who, who is, you know, against the Bible in your group. Like, and, 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 and you have the right to do that, right? I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not what you were looking, you know, you were, that's not what you were looking for. You could all have different perspectives and stuff, but I, I think we've like gone a little too far in sometimes saying like, I, I think the tribalness, finding your tribe, people that share your values, like I, I don't think that precludes 
discrimination or, or, or groupthink. It just, it depends on how you do it. I think if you're just looking mm -hmm. for everyone to be an echo chamber, that's one thing, but, but I think, I think, I think we do best in life when we live in communities or we, you know, find partners or do things aligned with people who, who share our fundamental uh, values. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Well, so Robert, where, where can people find out more about you? You've got a fantastic newsletter. You've got a podcast. You've got a book. And yeah. of course, uh, Acceleration Partners does great stuff. So where, where would be the best place for people to connect with you? Um, it's all at robertglazer.com. And there's even a, a landing page slash connect if you want to find everything on one place. But there you can find podcasts, sign up for Friday Forward. Uh, you can, and the books elevates on there. I also have a new book, uh, which is actually also called Friday Forward, which is coming out in September. Oh, fantastic. Well, congratulations on book number two. I know that's, there's a lot of work that goes into putting a book out. So that's awesome. Share a little bit, if you would, um, about Acceleration Partners and, and what you guys do, uh, just so everybody's got some context. Yeah. So, so we, we manage uh, large scale affiliate programs and partner programs for um, brands. And so, so rather than buying like a click or an impression online, what we do is we help kind of create digital partnerships where um, people promote the products and services. We track that through to the retailer or the service uh, website. And then when there's a conversion or a sale or a subscription, that that, that partner is paid. Um, so it's a type of marketing where it's it's 100% on, on an outcome and a performance basis, which is why people uh, really like it. And, and we're seeing even a gravitation to that more of that now as people really have limited budgets and want to align uh, uh, performance with with their budget. Yeah, well, I, and it, it's a, a fantastic approach. When we talk about it in a different context um, all the time, um, one of the best ways I think to grow a business is, is through building those sorts of relationships with the people who've already aggregated yeah. your customer base. And, and uh, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks for investing a little bit of time with me today and uh, for sharing your wisdom with, with all of our audience. And uh, folks, go, uh, go check out everything that Robert's got uh, just fantastic information and uh, we'll catch you next week this episode of the unstoppable ceo podcast is sponsored by the unstoppable agency that is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done for you marketing program and what that looks like is we actually sit down with you we come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting and it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you and it's end-to-end -end a done-for-you system and so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net. Right on the homepage, look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.